Lovely, thank you very much. Welcome to everyone. It's very nice to see you. Thank you for coming. I'm the new Archbishop of Southwark. I only started in um, July. Uh, before that, I was a, a bishop in Westminster, and before that, I was a priest in Leeds Diocese. So um, I keep coming further and further south. So um, they say you can always tell a man from Yorkshire, but you can't tell him much. Well, I hope to disprove that myth today. But I just want to share with you, first of all, some of the themes and areas that we spoke about at the Bishop's Conference this past week as we gathered at Hinsley Hall in Leeds. Uh, and Father Chris will, will do some of that with me. And then we'll speak a little bit about the general election uh, message that we've produced. And uh, then we're happy to take any questions and uh, engage in a dialogue about that. Perhaps if I can begin by saying something about the, the canonization of St. John Henry Newman, which was a kind of unique event in the life of the church in this country. And uh, many people from our, our country, uh, many of our own bishops and many Anglican bishops were in Rome with Pope Francis for the canonization. Um, it was a, a lovely celebration of, of faith, um, of what it is to be a Christian in this country, and of what it is to, to learn from Newman, something about the richness of using intellect to support the credibility of faith and to engage in dialogue with others, and not least his wonderful spiritual tradition as well. So we spent some time this week in Leeds um, looking at the texts for the Feast of John Henry Newman, which falls on the 9th of October, um, and we want that to embed itself in the life of our country in a, in a new way, so that this holy man can be a source of inspiration and also an intercessor for us. And it's lovely news that um, recently a new oratory, the community to which, the religious community to which St John Henry Newman belongs, um, was established in Manchester to support other ones as well. So there's life for the, the oratorian community well, as well as the, uh, the church in this country. Leads me on to say that um, we are launching uh, a year of the word under the title The God Who Speaks. And uh, this is one of the resources which is available today. Uh, this is to encourage Catholics working in collaboration with the Bible Society and also working ecumenically to renew their love for the scriptures to find again in the Bible, in the Word of God, the message of hope and of truth, the message of God's love revealed for us. And so there will be um, celebrations beginning this first Sunday of Advent across cathedrals in our country, but throughout the coming year as we seek to encourage Catholics to deepen their love for the Word of God, to read the Scriptures and to share them with others. And as I was saying earlier on to somebody, if on the 1st of December you started to read a chapter of Luke's Gospel a day, you would finish it just by Christmas. So anybody who would like to do that, that's a lovely invitation. We also spoke about the um, care of the elderly in our community, and as you'll see from the, from the notes, that we welcome the abridged version of Care in Time, a document from CSAM, um, the Catholic Social Action Network. There will be a, a full launch of that document on the 4th of December, 2019, but it really asks us as a community to reflect on and to be active in our care for the elderly who are often socially isolated, who often face challenges, not least as people can live longer these days, and we want to make sure that we do all we can, both within the church and within our communities in collaboration with other agencies to support those who are uh, elderly in our community. We also spoke about um, mental health and um, we were able to um, endorse uh, the number of small grants that are given to lots of mental health projects across our country through the Bishops' Conference. Uh, as we know, this is an increasing uh, challenge in our society uh, for, for all ages, particularly for young people. So our commitment to try and look at the mental well-being and health of, of people in our communities is a, is a serious one for us. And then just to say a word that we spoke about the Holy Land um, 
and we spoke about some of the challenges that there are and not least some of the injustice around some of the settlements that have taken place in the Holy Land and it was really a call for international law to be applied properly with justice to serve the church's stance that a two-state solution is the best way for helping everyone in the Holy Land to live in peace and the Holy Land Coordination Group of the Bishops Conference is part of the international work that we do as a Bishops Conference to support that. Okay, I'll hand over to, to Ken and Christopher just to say a few words about some other aspects. Um, the bishops um, continued their reflection from their previous uh, um, plenary meeting which was held uh, at St Albans College in Valladolid in, in May. Uh, that was a particular focus uh, on um, safeguarding and particularly on the way in which the church uh, is engaging with uh, victims and survivors of safeguarding in order to formulate not only policy but also the training that uh, we uh, require uh, not only uh, as, as priests and bishops but uh, uh, especially for lay folk in the, in the church as well so that, that we are always um, coming at safeguarding um, with the eyes, uh, through the eyes of victims and survivors and being informed by their experience. Um, human trafficking continues to be a very important part of our mission. Uh, we have the international work that's done by the Santa Marta Group uh, uh, internationally uh, through um, the international group that is based here but now has held regional conferences in um, South America, in, uh, in Africa and there will be one uh, in Myanmar coming up in the new year as well. Um, but more locally we are launching a um, regional um, 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 seasonal agricultural workers project and to, uh, tomorrow uh, in Spalding there will be uh, the launch of this. Um, I'm a priest of the Diocese of Nottingham. I know the area of Lincolnshire very, very well and Lincolnshire and Cambridgeshire uh, in terms of their um, uh, populations expand greatly during the agricultural season where lots of people come to work uh, as fruit pickers and as uh, 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 flower harvesters um, in, that, in those areas. Um, this is, is an area that is very, very ripe for people who traffic humans. Uh, and so to raise awareness of, of the signs of human trafficking and uh, to be able to highlight those uh, to statutory authorities is what we're trying to do with grassroots parishes. So tomorrow in the parish of the Immaculate Conception uh, in uh, Spalding, Father Jim Burke, the parish priest there, along with uh, Father Paul Lloyd, the parish priest of Holbeach, and other priests from the area, local priests, are, are, are being supported by the Santa Marta group here to, to um, launch this local campaign, which we hope will then be rolled out in other areas of the country where there is this seasonal increase uh, of people coming into the country uh, to work in agricultural areas. And then finally, um, the, one, the other thing that was important to us is our Catholic patrimony. Um, we have a, a committee that works here nationally uh, alongside government, especially uh, the Department of Culture, Media and Sport, um, to ensure that um, the great gifts of Catholic patrimony in terms of our buildings and uh, our um, resources uh, are not diminished in any way. And as part of that, the bishops have resolved that we will carry out now um, a survey of all of our cathedrals around the country uh, to ensure that there's a good um, fabric survey done so we can approach government in a positive way uh, to seek support and funding for the major projects that will be required over uh, the coming years. 
uh, to make sure that our cathedrals are uh, uh, fit for purpose and also fit for future worship of those people who will come into our country and worship God in our, in our churches. Thank you very much. What I'd like to do now is just move on to the, um, the election uh, message from the Catholic Bishops of England and Wales, which I think you've got copies of. Um, I'd just like to say a, a word about it, a general overview, and then we'll open things up to any questions and any, any dialogue. Um, obviously, uh, the, the challenge of a general election at any time um, is serious. In, in this particular moment, there are all kinds of questions that are a source of, of concern for us as Catholics, um, but as people of our society generally across our countries. Somebody said at the Bishops' Conference meeting this week that if you were to, to look at this message as if it were a stick of rock, you would see the dignity of the person and the good of our society running through the middle of everything. And I think that's really important, that this is about us wanting to pledge our commitment to the good of each human being, each human life, and the good of our society as a whole, and seeking to do all we can to speak for unity, to speak for dignity, to speak for peace and respect. We believe that public life is a noble vocation and we want our politicians and our elected representatives to be able to exercise that in a way that is harmonious, that speaks to the truth, that isn't abusive or vindictive in any way, um, but that promotes the well-being and the common good of everyone. Obviously key to the discussions at the moment is the question of Europe. Um, the church in this country, the Catholic Church, does not take a, a stance on that question. But what we do believe is that in whatever way our future relationships develop, we have a commitment as a country and as countries together to remain an international partner, promoting peace, security and responsible stewardship of the planet. However that unfolds, we think that is a really important message that those who represent us need to hear. As Pope Francis says, good politics is at the service of peace. We want everyone to vote. It's a really important um, democratic right for which people have died for. So we would encourage everyone to vote, to use their vote wisely, to discern, to choose, to think. And for us, one of the key questions about the many policies that are being proposed is how they affect the weakest and the poorest and the most disadvantaged. And so you can see from some of the key points that we've made that we're concerned about the dignity of human life, we're concerned about unborn life in the womb, we're concerned about <coughs> mothers who face the challenge of perhaps a pregnancy that they weren't expecting and how we support them. We're concerned about the dignity of human life towards its final moments, about what real compassion means in terms of care. We're concerned about those who are neglected or discarded in our society and We've put a few examples there, but that none of this is exhaustive. There are all kinds of people in our society today who are struggling, and we want to know that those who represent us and who govern us have a heart for the weakest, the poorest, and the disadvantaged. We're also concerned about migrants and refugees who make their home here. This should be a place of welcome. And as the document clearly says, we reject xenophobia and racism, which is incompatible with our faith. That poverty is a key issue for us, as is the care for our common home, the planet, the environment. Pope Francis in Laudato Si speaks about the importance of the, the, the voice of the poor and the voice of the earth. That we must listen to those voices because they're intertwined. And much of the current global crisis is again affecting the poorest in our world. 
So we're concerned about our planet, we're concerned about our common future. We want freedom of religion and belief uh, to be capable of being expressed in an open way that people can practice their creed without fear. We stand in support of marriage and family in the service of society. And also we want to be able to um, ensure that the Catholic schools that serve our communities so well, along with other faith schools, have the rights and the abilities that are enshrined in law. Uh, our Catholic schools provide an enormous service. So at the heart of this is a message about people being unable to live life to the full. It's a quote that comes from the Lord Jesus in the Gospel. But we think that the people in our society should have opportunity to live life to the full as we seek to promote life, to promote dignity and human flourishing for all. And I suppose uh, towards the end of this statement, most importantly, we want those of faith and Catholics with us to pray for the well-being of our countries, for the well-being of our society, so that that reality of life for all to the full can be experienced as best as possible.